0: And it came to pass in the third year of the desert war that Paul Muhadib lay alone in the cave of birds, beneath the quizwa hangings of an inner cell. And he lay as one dead, caught up in the revelation of the water of life, his being translated beyond the boundaries of time by the poison that gives life. Thus was the prophecy made true that the Lizan al gayib might be both dead and alive. Collected Legends of Arrakis, by Princess Irulan. Welcome to Reading Dune, a podcast where we read Dune by Frank Herbert and talk about it. If you're a Fremen or a first-time reader, this podcast is for you. My name is Caleb Pauls,
1: and I'm Evan Diaz,
0: and together we are going to read some Dune. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I don't know why I did that voice. I was just, I just kind of like went for the whole announcer thing, and it just oh, kind of happened. I'm All right. Into it. This chapter, bro. Dude. Oh, my gosh. Dude. All right. So, well, here we are. Chapter 45. I got this email today from Mr. Ross Garrett. I'll read it for you. My dear, illustrious Spice forwards, I began reading Dune when you started this podcast, just like Evan. I didn't know anything about it other than sand and worms. I'm currently up to heretics of Dune, and I followed these stories to a place I'd never would have imagined i'm a senior english teacher in southeast texas with a degree in english and masters in library and sciences suffice to say i love books and i could not (laughs) believe it took me so long to discover this incomparable series chapter 45 is probably my favorite chapter of dune because it really is the climax of the novel paul takes the water of life and confirms that he is indeed quizra chatarack everything changes in the story nothing is ever the same with paul afterwards and the to the end of the novel is one of the best sequences i've ever read this is awesome all right it continues yeah. <laughs> to me however one of the best parts of this chapter is the dynamic between Danny and jessica by the way confirmed by the voice recording of frank herbert it's pronounced
1: chaney not chani so oh, i hate Danny. that frank frank chaney. made a mistake frank made a mistake <laughs> is what i'm saying
0: Jessica, who at first tries to resist the bond between Cheney and Paul, now realizes how integral she is in the going forward. Jessica starts to see more of herself in Cheney, and that bond and the dynamic between Paul, Jessica, and Cheney are one of the best parts of the novel, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I truly hope you continue to read more Dune. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see you get to God Emperor. I love Evans' reactions to the story. and I think he's going to lose it when it gets to that. When he gets that far. Thank you both for doing this podcast. You're a huge reason why I love these novels so much. Coming from a teacher, you both are doing a phenomenal job with literary analysis. Wow. And I've, already, and I've already turned a few students on to our series. Keep up the good work. I look forward to it every week. Stay spicy. Nice. Ross, that was the nicest email anybody has ever written to us. <laughs> and um, <laughs> this happens to be your favorite chapter. So I hope you enjoy this very much. And if you're in Mr. Eric uh, Garrett. Again, pronunciation hard for me.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, Garrett, I see that.
0: Mr. <laughs> Mr. Garrett students. Hi, welcome. We're happy you're here. All right. Let's dig in. And if you want okay. to miss your favorite moments. Um, yeah. Email readingdune.gmail.com. Okay, moving on. This quote, Evan, thoughts. What do you
1: um, I like sat down to read and um opened the book to the chapter and I read the quote and then I closed the book and I immediately texted Caleb like oh my god <laughs> because like this is the first time it says Erolan just went straight f- to the point like this is what just happened and yeah. you're like ah! and you get into the chapter like where 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 is it I need to see this moment of like confirmation you know Oh. Yeah. And do we find it? Do we find it at the end? I think we do. I mean, yes, we do. We have if you're if you're not reading the book and you're just listening to us and then you're just you're not allowed to be mad about spoilers at the beginning of our episodes. That's just how it goes.
0: That's very true. If you've gone this far, you should just read the book. Okay. <laughs> so last time on reading dune boom 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 so paul Muhadi becomes the leader of all fremen but yeah. he didn't need to kill Stilgar to do that which is great also gurney and jessica reconnected but of course in classic dune fashion Gurney tries to kill jessica because he thought that she was the traitor paul told him cool. no gurney repented and then gurney insisted that paul kill him paul didn't right jessica then repented to paul saying marry whoever you want paul's prescience did not alert him to the fact that gurney might try to kill his own mother so now in the final stage of the war started paul knew he needed to do one more thing he had to take the water of life to see if he really was the quiz watch the shortening of the
1: way okay that was great
0: so we start on the dunes of arrakis it's still dark a thopter comes flying in and lands and out pops Chaney. So notice how uh, the Reverend Mother Jessica doesn't come in a thopter, but Chaney gets a thopter. That's right. Queen. She walked alone on the sand toward the cave of birds. All she's thinking is why did he summon me? He told me before that I must remain in the South with Alia and little Leto. She weeped onto the barrier rock fall and then Fremen popped out and They followed him up to the entrance of the cave. There was a hooded Fremen, a Fadikin lieutenant, Othium. He continued to beckon her forward. Hurry, he hissed through his mouth filter. Chaney quickened up the pace of the rocks as the pre-dawn light started to creep up on the horizon. The Harkonnens had been more and more desperate and now was not the chance getting caught in the sunlight. They emerged into a narrow side entrance of the cave of the birds. Othium pressed pastor saying, follow me. They ran through passages, through doors, more passages, through hangings, and finally into a Sayadina waiting room. So in this room, and there's rugs, and there's cushions, and there's linens on the floor, and there's woven hangings of a red hawk. Right,
1: But it's not the way that uh, Cheney. Chaney, I, I don't like Chaney. Uh, <laughs> it's not the way that she remembered it, right? Because they like... Change, change stuff because she, she keeps noticing the differences.
0: Yeah, this room has, has been changed because there's somebody in here. Right. And in there is the Reverend Mother Jessica sitting alone Hello. directly opposite the entrance. She looks up at Chaney with the inward stare that made the uninitiated tremble. Othium pressed his palms together, bowing, I have brought Chawney, and quickly left. So Reverend Mother Jessica, not knowing how to start this awkward conversation, <laughs> starts with small talk. How's my grandson? Chani, of course, hates this. Where is Paul? She thinks. So, of course, she just answered. Right? He's healthy and happy, my mother. I left him with Alia in care of Hera. At the sound that of my mother, Jessica also hates this. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of cutting to the chase, her and Chani continue small talk. Something about a kerchief, something about, oh, yeah, Chani's at this point is getting anxious. She right. was brought in a motherfucking thopter. <laughs> like, they, not a worm. They literally used precious fuel to get her there. Chani tries to bring up Paul in casual conversation and ask if he had any new battles. Jessica just answers that Raban is lightening the loads of those in the, of the villagers out of fear of the Fremen. And Chani's like, okay, yeah, that's what, that's what Paul said would happen. Jessica remains stiff. Johnny's internally freaking out because Jessica is still frozen at the mention of Paul's Fremen name, right because Muladib, Right. What the hell happened to Paul? <laughs> Jessica then like wishes they were in the oasis of the South. and Chani remarks, "Yeah, it's it's nice. It's cool. There's much grief there, though, and Jessica says, grief is the price of victory. Chani's like, calm on the outside, but there's a storm raging right. Inside. She's just like,
1: "Ugh, get to
0: it." <laughs> Is Jessica preparing her for some sort of grief? Chani says how the women were jealous that she was being summoned to the north. And then Jessica informs Chani that she summoned her. Chani can now feel her heart hammering in her chest. Paul didn't didn't summon her? Her mother-in-law, who doesn't really like her, summoned her? (laughs) Chani kept her voice even as she said, the message was signed, Muhadib. Jessica says the deception was necessary, and she signed it in the presence of all his lieutenants. Jessica, at this point in the conversation, is actually really proud of Chaney and how she handled this conversation. She kept calm, even know something, knowing something is very, very wrong. Good job, Chaney. At the slightest tone of resignation, crept into Chaney's voice. Now say the thing you must that must be said. Jessica now finally says the whole thing we've been waiting for this whole time. You're needed here to help me revive Paul. Uh-oh. Then Jessica's internal monologue started breathing a sigh of relief. Roll. Real- Revive, yeah, that was the right word. She knows Paul's alive, but he's not dead. Chani took a quick moment to calm herself. What is it I may do? Chani says this calmly, but again, is totally ready to throttle Jessica.
1: Right, because she just said, uh, your husband's kind of dead, but not like fully dead. So we got to undeadify him real quick, and I need your help. And Jessica suspects the Harkonnens have somehow
0: poisoned Paul, right? And she's grateful she found him here, you know, because the untrained eye, she, you know, he would be dead. And Chani is like, okay, hearing this keeps her cool. She knows that the Reverend Mother can fix poison problems. Cool. Jessica just says, Chaney, you may find this difficult to believe, but I do not precisely know why I sent for you. It was an instinct, a basic intuition. The thought came unbidden. Send for Chaney. So I think this is like one of the reverend mothers deep in her head. It was like, yeah. okay, you don't know what to do. Send for the girl. Yeah. Send for the Fremen girl. I've done all I know how to do, Jessica says. Chani asks, well, is Gurney the traitor? Like obvious one. Did we check him? Jessica just says no. So Chani no. stands up. Take me to him. <laughs> Jessica stands, turns around, goes to the hangings in another room. Chain quickly follows to Paul laying on a pad on the wall of a small room and above him a single glow glow shined on his face. His chest was covered with a black robe, but his bare arms were stretched along his sides. He basically looked dead. There was no visible movement to him at all. Right. Cheney suppressed, suppressed, suppressed. what? Suppressed, Sup- suppressed, suppressed. Thank You're a grown you. Grown man. <clears throat> You're welcome. A <laughs> desire to run forward. Her first thoughts were of little Leto. Then she looked at Jessica and understood what Jessica must have went through as her man was threatened by death and how that forced her to consider everything she must do to save her own son. Like, oh, that's why you took the water of life. You were trying to protect Paul because I know exactly how you feel now. Okay. Chaney reached out and grasped Jessica's hand. Jessica s- squeezed Chani's hand tightly. He so lives. tender. I assure you he lives. But There's only a tiny thread of life. Other the leaders started to mumble that it was time to give up his water to the tribe. Johnny asks, "How long has it been like this?" She moves closer to Paul. Three weeks. I spent a week trying to revive him, and then there were meetings and arguments, investigations, and then I sent for you. So Johnny's now sta- like standing over Paul's body, looking down on his little old peach fuzz. He's got oh. growing
1: a little eighteen-year-old beard. Yeah,
0: Well, full of some scruff. Johnny asks if he needs food or water. Jessica says no. His body doesn't need food yet. So Chani asks, "Okay, what do the can believe?" She says, "The can believe that Paul is in a sacred trance, gathering his holy powers before the final battles." Naturally, Jessica says she allowed this story to spread. But I probably we talked about in the last podcast. How did Paul get this? How he drown a worm? His lieutenants probably did it. He probably told them this. Oh, I need right. to gather my holy powers. I need to do this. Right. Chani bent down, getting close to Paul's face. There was something immediately different. The air was in it around his face was loaded with a scent of spice. So Johnny asked, okay, what's his blood look like? What's happening? Is he, you know, maybe had too much spice. Cause says, no things negative. Cool. Got like a hundred percent Fremen blood. Everything's completely normal. So, Johnny leans back on her heels. Fear starts to take her. She's studying Paul's face. And then it hits her. She asks if there's a maker there. Jessica responds that there are several, and the ceremony, you know, how each victory in the battle requires a blessing and each ceremony before a raid. And Johnny, this says clicks, saying how Paul is usually not at these ceremonies. Jessica nods, thinking how, you know, Paul really does have mixed feelings about the spice drug and what it does to him. He really, yeah, maybe that's me, yeah, huh? Johnny then asked for the raw water of a maker. Jessica stiffened at the tone of Johnny's voice. This is like Johnny's in full Sayadina mode. She knows right.
1: what needs to happen. And it was like she commanded Jessica. Yeah. She said, and, "Go get the water." And Jessica just did it. Yeah.
0: Johnny now completely alone with Paul. She's staring at his body, thinking how trying to change the water of life is. Basically, something totally Paul would buy. Like, Paul, yeah, you would be dumb enough to do this. Right. Just came back, Neil beside Johnny, holding a pitcher of the poison, the worm bile. The stench was overpowering. Yeah. So then Johnny dips her finger in the fluid and then held her finger under Paul's nose. Slowly, the skin along the bridge of the nose starts to wrinkle. Slowly, his nostrils flare a little bit. <laughs> Jessica gasps. Johnny then touches her finger to Paul's upper lip, right? And then Paul drew a long sobbing breath. <laughs> Jesse said, like, The tooth. <laughs> <laughs> that, would so, that would have been so good. <laughs> the tooth. <laughs> Jessica is shocked. Wait, he what? What is this? Johnny, full side, Be still. You must convert a small, you know, batch of the sacred water quickly. So without question, Jessica, Jessica lifts up the worm fluid and takes a small sip. As Jessica does this, Paul's eyes fly open. He stares straight upward. I like to think he's just locked eyes with Chaney at this point. Then Paul just speaks steadily. It's not necessary for her to change the water. But by this time, Jessica's body has gone into full go mode. Right. She's already converted the poison automatically. And the afterglow of the high, she could sense that the same radiance was on Paul. Ooh. And then that instant she knew. And she just blurted out, you drank the sacred water? Paul answers one small drop. Jessica goes off on Paul. How could you do such a foolish thing? And Chani just, just says, he is your son.
1: Bam! Salty, salty Johnny just like throws a quick-witted insult at Jessica. No big deal. Jessica whips glance at Chani. What did you just say? Excuse me.
0: A rare, warm, full of understanding smile touched Paul's lips. And he said, he's just looking at Chani, seeing her, thing." Here, my beloved. And then, talking to his mom, probably still walking eyes with Shawnee. here. Listen to her, mother. She knows. <laughs> like, okay, what, hap- what the fuck is happening? All right, here we go. Chani said, a thing that others can do, he must do. And then Paul tells them what happened. Paul says he knew what he had to do. He took a drop of the water of life, and then his body knew exactly what it needed to do. So he feels like it's instant instantaneous, right? The poison goes in, and he sees what's happening, he changes the molecules, you do the thing, pop, got it. He's like, oh yeah, I got this, mom. That was easy. You, you think this is hard? People die by this? No way. <laughs> Paul says, "You're been a Jesuit proctor. Speak of the quizwatch hotterock, but they cannot begin to guess how many places I have been in a few minutes." And he just stops talking. Wait, he's staring at Cheney. He has a puzzled look hits his face, and they realize that Shawnee wasn't here when he took that first hit of Lutter- right. Cheney. How did you get here? Why are you here? <laughs> Paul starts to get up, very, very confused. Johnny Gen- gently rests him back down, please. My Paul says, I feel really weak. Looks around and he's like, wait, how long, how long have I, have I been here? Um, this wasn't where I took the hit. How long have I been here? Yeah. What's Je- Jessica says three weeks and a bunch of people thought you were dead. <laughs> Good job, son. I'm really proud of you.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Paul is so confused. But it was uh it took just a minute ago and and then Jessica speaks up. Uh, one moment for you, 3 weeks of fear for me. <laughs> like thanks a lot, Paul.
1: There's like the funniest thing is like it's such a uh like a surreal otherworldly like supernatural thing that's going on but there's still like the most normal family <laughs> dynamics happening <laughs> you know there's like the girl the girl for the wife and the mother-in-law and there's the mother and son like the, the same normal human stuff is happening <laughs> that's exactly so Paul's still confused
0: he says it was only one mom, but I converted it I changed the water of life mom <laughs> But then before anyone could stop him, Paul dipped his entire hand in the pitcher of worm bile fluid, took his hand back to his mouth, and drank the water. Jessica screams and lurches forward, Paul. At that moment, Paul's hand reaches in, grabs his mom's hand, pulls her down, is face-to-face with what Frank calls, quote-unquote, death's head grin. What? What? And sent his awareness surging over her. Oh my gosh. I don't know what death's head grin might be. And maybe I'm reading this 100% wrong and y'all are going to just going to like go after me for misinterpreting this. (laughs) But this was awesome. The way I saw it in my my little brain. Death just like face to face just looking death into the face is what Jessica's looking at. Mm -hmm somebody who is not alive and dead and he then he sends that terrible grin that awareness of subconscious through her body just like it was last time but this time it's menacing and it's terrible and it's
1: scary right i kind of pictured like uh in uh well, that I think it was the first Christian Bale Batman movie where um, w- uh, Scarecrow starts talking and his voice is all like – it's like all crazy. Yes. It's like layered and stuff. That's kind of how I pictured Paul talking in this moment. Wah,
0: wah, 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 wah,
1: wah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The mutual awareness from Jessica's perspective is not pleasant. <laughs> Or is it as tender as it was with Alia and the old Reverend Mother, right? They were like, this is crazy, but we're here with you. That was, it's not happening. Right. Jessica is
1: straight up not having a good time.
0: <laughs> but this isn't like as overpowering as the last one. was. So that's the only bearable part. Like it's not, not as fully immersed. Right. But there's something else. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the only nice part, but it's still a sharing of consciousness that sharing of their entire being. The feeling shook her. It weakened her. She cowered in her mind and fearful of her own son, this monster. <laughs> she heard him as he said out loud. Okay. And it's that, that effect, right? That wah, 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 wah. You speak of a place where you cannot enter. This place which the Reverend Mothers cannot face. Show it to me. In pure terror, she can Jessica can only shake her head no. Show it to me. She could not escape him. She was bludgeoned by the terrible force of him. And when I read that, it reminded me of the terrible purpose. That thing that's been lurking in the back of his brain forever is now raging at the front. He's beating down his own mom with it. She closed her eyes and went inward. She went deeply inward to the direction that is the dark. Paul's consciousness flowed through and around her and into the darkness. She glimpsed this place dimly before her mind blanketed itself away from the terror, without knowing why her whole being trembled at what she'd seen a region where the wind blew and sparks glared, where rings of light expanded and contracted, where rows of timulescent white shapes float over and under and around the lights, driven by the darkness of the wind of nowhere.
1: What the heck? All right,
0: so quick thoughts, Caleb thoughts. For sure, Caleb thoughts not real. The movie has not come out yet, but you know in that scene where the dune pops up, right? And it's the logo and there's that black circle and it's like pulsating. Yeah. I, if I'm, if I'm wrong on this, I'm going to eat crow. It'll be awful. <laughs> but I think that's what it is. That's like what it symbolizes. Yeah, that dark space that's just mm. pulsating with the sparks. But we, I mean, we don't have the wind blowing and that feeling of like being pulled into it like a black hole.
1: Right. Because in the in that graphic, it even has the lines kind of like moving and changing around it, right?
0: Yeah, uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I can see that
0: that's I don't know when I saw that image, I think of this scene, this dark circle of darkness, right oh that God. just terrifies. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. Jessica opens her eyes and sees Paul staring back at her. I think this is like in the bodily present. They're no longer in the back subconscious. They're bodily here, right? Jessica opens her eyes and sees Paul. That stare is still back at her. She's still holding the hand, but that like terrible sharing is now gone. It's over. She quieted her trembling and Paul released her hand. Chani like staggered back. and was about to fall down until was caught by Chani. Chani's like watching this. Jessica fell back. Sorry, yeah, Jessica fell okay, back. Okay. Okay. sorry, Jessica fell back caught by Chani and Chani at this point is like what what just happened? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> what, what what happened right there? I have no idea. <laughs> so she like is looking at Jessica holding her saying, "Reverend Mother, what is wrong?" And Jessica just whispers, "Tired, so, so tired." Again, this does not help Cheney at all and what's happening. So Cheney just leans Jessica back into the cushion. And then Chaney A's asked Paul if he'd really seen the water of life. Like, Hey, did you actually do the thing? Did you do it? And Jessica can only whisper. Yes. Man. Jessica is still in like a mental fog. Her mind is still trying to find its footing. Right. Like Frank calls it like this, which I think is really good. It was like stepping to, onto solid land after weeks of being at a heaving sea like trying to just f- stand up straight. And the others in her back of her brain, yeah, were also starting to wake up. Yeah. There's other people. And they all go, "What was that? Where was that
1: place? What happened?" <laughs> wow, I read that in like such a cooler voice. <laughs>
0: I just like I like to think of a real elderly whip just in
1: the back of your brain. Yeah. It's always like what happened over there? What was that? Gee whiz. It's probably
0: way cooler than that, but you know, in the corridors of your mind and history of all these lived experiences. I'm sure they like, what was that? Where was that place? What happened? Like that, something like that. Yeah. But I just, it was way funny in my brain of just this, what? Whew, like there's an earthquake in an old building and everyone pops their head out the window. Oh, like, oh, what? 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 You spilled my tea. What happened? Did, did
1: you feel that, Norbert?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. No, honey, I didn't feel anything. <laughs> Go back to watching TV. <laughs> So Jessica reeling from this moment, trying to find her footing, trying to find herself again. And through all this realization, she realized that her son was the Kwisatz Haderach, the one who could be at many places at once. He was the Bene Gesserit dream, finally fulfilled. Yep. And this fact gave her no peace fair like holy shit what did we just do (laughs) and why is my son this person why did i train him all that time right right she did this right she yeah she defied the order and did the thing and she just happened to be the one that was perfect and all the genetics lined up and clink out pops paul atreides the Kwisatz Hatterack, one generation before he was supposed to pop up. Yep. And Cheney is still majorly confused. <laughs> what? Right? Jessica at this point's only whispered, yes. So she's like, What happened? Jessica could only shake her head. And then Paul, laying on the floor, staring at the ceiling, spoke. There is in each of us an ancient force that takes and an ancient force that gives. A man finds difficulty facing that place within himself where the taking force dwells,
1: right? A man finds, a man finds little difficulty. Yes. Okay. So he can. a
0: man can take. There's a taking force and a giving force. A man can take and a woman can give.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's
0: what they do really well, right? There's almost impossible for, for the man to see into the giving force without changing into something else other than a man. <coughs> the whole room is still frozen as Paul is talking. Paul cries out, do you understand me, mother? Jessica just nods. Paul continues, there are so ancient within us things that are ground into each of our separate cells of our bodies. We are shaped by such forces. This is like the force, like legitimately the dune force here right and say to yourself yes i see how such a thing may be but when you look inward and confront with the raw force of your own life unshielded you see your own peril gosh you see that this could overwhelm you so this raw force of giving that is inside women this is how i'm interpreting this if they look into it too much it overwhelms them with all of the possibilities that could be so they right. don't they don't go there to the future, to see all that, they stay. So the greatest peril to the giver is the force that takes. And the greatest peril to the taker is the force that gives. Cause you can easily be overwhelmed by both. So Jessica then speaks up and you, my son, are you the one who gives or the one that takes? Like, wh- what are you gonna do in yeah, this? What are honest? you getting at right now? <laughs> What's happening? He's, Paul just says, I am at the fulcrum. I cannot give without taking, and I cannot take without Paul stops. He knows someone's listening. And he knows exactly where they are. He looks to the right. What what happened there, Evan?
1: Um oh ohta o- o- otopa o- otop, otopode, where's his name? Oh Othium. Othium? Othium Othium was coming in, right? He was like right outside the uh the, 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 like the hangings Yeah, and he like he like came in Paul stopped talking as he came in But he knew that he had heard what was just being said Yeah, Paul knew
0: that Altheon was currently listening to him Paul knew that when, that he would go run off And go tell everybody what he had just heard and seen Right because he's
1: probably listening to Paul talk like holy shit he's the
0: one
1: <laughs> right and thus othium is going to add to the crazy le- like the little things that Paul did became legendary like immediately imagine somebody spreading this you know like it would whoa. go over it would go over the
0: entire planet
1: and right. beyond like this is
0: the stuff of legend it's here but in this moment, Cheney sees something different. This isn't just a regular thing. This is Paul's prescience. Mm-hmm. Paul looked into the future and saw this moment and called it out. So yeah, Cheney knew that Ulthium would speak to the others and the legend would start today that the story of Paul Muhadib is not like other men, it would spread like wildfire throughout the planet and beyond. There was no more doubt. Paul is a man, yet he sees through the water of life in the way of a reverend mother. He is the Wazan al Gayib. Mm -hmm. So Jessica asks the question that she's probably been begging to ask for a long time. (laughs) Like they haven't talked about the prescience thing. They just say, no, it's weird. Like Paul kind of went off on that one night. And then she's like, I still don't know what's happening. So she finally asks, Paul, you've seen the future, Paul. Will you say, course smart at all talking to his mom not the future i've seen the now
1: i'm living in the now mom <laughs> okay <laughs> just
0: just get with it mom it's not the future it's the now <laughs> i've been seeing the future for far too long and now i get the past so
1: i'm in the now i see all things as they should be Right. So he's talking about like the real meta, like the everlasting now, like time is an abstract concept developed by carbon based life forms to measure their own decay. I am above such a construct. I see all of everything, right? Yeah. Yes. That's it. That's 100%. Nailed it.
0: He's the now he sees every single path of the future. And the past, right? He this was his goal way back to see whether make the pressy make the prescient future look like the past. Right. That's what he's got. Gosh. Or working towards. He's now got both sides. He was working with only one hand before. Now he's got the other hand. So Paul kind of forces himself up in a seating position and tells the future. Or currently the now. What's happening right now and no without having any information about this, he says the space above Arrakis is filled with ships of the guild. Jessica could hear a tremble at the certainty in his voice. The Potashaw emperor himself is there. Paul said he looked up towards space, which was more just like like the top of the cave. Yeah. He's looking up past the cave. He's trying to like, look at them. Like I see you. You're up there ish. (laughs) The Pasha Emperor is there with his favorite truth sayer, which is, bumper da bum, Reverend Mother Gaius Muhammad from chapter one. What? Yeah. You probably forgot that from like chapter three. Um, so I just needed to bring that back up
1: I fully, forgot. I did not think of that, it was, he said it said favorite true I was like okay wonder who that is, and I just kept reading <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay, perfect welcome to reading Dune, where I get to, those little things, I get to
0: pop up every now and again <laughs> alright so the Emperor's up there with not just one legion, or two Legion or three legions of Sardakar. he's got five legions of Sardakar, just chilling. fantastic, and guess who else is there the old fat Baron Vladimir Harkonnen is there. And right by him, we got our favorite Mentat Thufur Howitt who switched sides, the
1: bastard. Oh, and be, I guess- Don't the- be so mean. Don't be so mean about Thufur. He's just confused, okay? He's just old and got it wrong. Yeah. That's
0: fine. He got out, out-ment, out-ment-ed. All right. So, and above them, with them, Above the guild is now every other ship from every other great house above purely just waiting. Everybody's
1: come to Arrakis, guys. all here. Right. And like just in the last chapter, we were like, oh, like Paul is doing some great stuff. Just took over. It's just Rabon, and he's already given up. So this is going to be super easy. And then Paul lays that on us that literally everyone is here. (laughs) Like everyone in the Imperium is ready to take him out. And he's just like, yeah, they're all up there. Yeah, they're just uh, just, guys. They're just just (laughs) waiting.
0: Okay. Can you tell me why they're all up there? Why are they all just sitting there? Waiting. So I imagine there's the planet Arrakis, right? He's in right. the middle. And then a, a like and a ring around that is all of the guild ships. Right. Because they won't let anybody down, right? Or back up. So movie lands are totally stuck. Right. So guild has like this barricade that's kind of happening. And above that is like all these other ships just hanging out waiting. Right. They're waiting for the loop, the loot drop. <laughs> Like the first person that goes in, we're just gonna take as much fucking spice as we can and run out of here. Yeah, power structure is about to change, boys. Spice is up for grabs. <laughs> so, Chani. Now back to our poor, sweet, innocent, beautiful Cheney. Come on. All she does is shake her head when she's looking at Paul. Paul is gone. He's there's a strangeness to him. There's a flat tone in his voice, not the way we've been reading it. There's a flat tone in his voice. The way he looked at things, he looked through her, and it filled her with awe. So I don't know if this is like a, a morning loss, like my Paul is gone, or my Paul just hit God status. I don't know which one of the spectrum that's on. Right. So Jessica asked the question if the guild is up there, what why is everybody up there? What are they waiting for? Paul says, but well, the guild's permission to land. The guild will strand anybody on Arrakis. So there's
1: like a blockade around them. Yeah, if, they, said, if they go down without permission, right? That's what Jessica right. says. Yes. And then he's like, Well, you didn't ask you didn't ask nicely, so we're not picking you back up. You're stuck there. Right. Have fun dying, very
0: <laughs> slowly. Hope you don't find a worm. <laughs> oh, here it is! I like Worm City. All right, so just so the guild was protecting us. Paul scoffs. Protect us? Like, oh please! The guild Love itself us. caused this. The guild itself did this to itself. It spread tales about what we were doing here, and then they reduced the troop transport fees with a point. Where even the poorest houses are now waiting up there to loot us. So like the economy the way they worked it like they with the dec- the decline or there was like so much spice that they were buying for so long because they knew something was up these bought bought spice that made, made fares all go down and so now everyone's just hang, come hanging out that's just going to cause a giant war if things go wrong and Jessica didn't doubt Paul this was like the night in the tent that uh he saw future. He saw that he must go with the fremen. There's the path of the fremen. Paul took a deep breath. It's time. I'm to enact the plan. That's always been the plan since day one's been the plan. We're blow up the planet. You want to come take this? We're just gonna blow it up. So he says, Mother, you must change a quantity of the water for us. This way we can use it as, as a catalyst. Cheney, go send scout troops to find a pre-spice mass. So, women, you got your jobs. And he says, if we plant enough water of life at a pre-spice mass, do you know what will happen? <coughs> Jessica measures out everything Paul is saying in a shock. Paul! Paul says, the water of death. It would be a chain reaction going straight down. He takes his hand and points to the ground. It would spread death to all the little makers, killing a vector of the life cycle that includes the and the makers. They will come take this from us. We'll blow everything up and kill the worm. We're going to kill everything. No more spice, no more nothing. No more getting this ever again. We're going to strand everybody here.
1: Right, because he who can destroy a thing has the real control of it. Yes.
0: That's his whole methodology. <laughs> <laughs> Evan yells into his book.
1: <laughs>
0: how does that make you feel knowing that the Baron's big plan is the one that Paul uses to get everyone back?
1: I I don't know. I don't know how to feel... <laughs> Yeah Yeah speak more about how you don't know how to feel (laughs) I mean It's like I'm still Like Paul is Paul has not That Deeply changed Course but it's starting To like Feel yucky You know what I mean
0: Yes like, this is, the, this is the course that started when? When do you think all well, he, like, got launched on this?
1: He's been following uh, the same path. The box. <laughs> yeah, since the box. Right. In chapter, chapter one. one. Yeah,
0: he's been on this path. And now it starts to feel yucky. That's a good way of putting it. Right. How, how do you feel about Paul as a character right now?
1: I don't... Uh, I still... Uh, I still really want to like Paul and I think I I think I still do like Paul but also like I don't know what it feels like to be an extra dimensional crazy supernatural messiah person I don't know what thought process, you know, like, like in, um, I don't know if you've seen this, but watch or read the graphic novel, but like Watchmen, you read Dr. Manhattan talking about stuff and you're like, oh my gosh, that makes a lot of sense, but it's like super grim, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, oh, I'm in this tension of like, oh, I don't know how to feel. That's what, that's what I just unpacked. I don't know how to feel. I and mean, you did a great job. Thank you. Thank um, you. Because, yeah, Paul is somebody that we,
0: like, root for from the very beginning, right? He's kicking ass. He's taking names, doing the thing. And now, like, it just pains me to see, like, him
1: become death like this. Right. But also, the if the point is to turn Arrakis into a lush, beautiful country, what does the spice have to do with it? Uh, yeah, does that does that ruin the plan of turning Arrakis into a lush, beautiful paradise planet? It actually makes it easier. It all all he's doing is like pulling the pin out of the the Imperium when everyone's too scared to pull the pin. Right. way too scared to pull the pin. Right, and like this whole book has been about. I'm over the Imperium. You know, Lido was over the Imperium. It's like someone's got to do something to just like shut it down because it's not working anymore because ways change. Ways change. So I don't know. I'm still kind of on board with Paul, but it's getting grim. (laughs) It's getting real grim.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: he's doing what needs to be done.
0: It's just, it's just scary how what's, what's happening inside of him. This terrible like thing is emerging. Yeah. And he doesn't know what to do with that
1: but it's still it still feels like the 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 flip side of the way that the baron was talking about the same stuff you know yeah like i don't know it 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 feels like yes they're saying they're using the same words you know like he who can destroy a thing has control of it but the the intention right like the the, the the purpose of the words said by Paul versus the same words said by the Baron are different.
0: So you can do a bad thing with good intentions
1: and it'd be okay. I don't know. <laughs> that is not, that is not a small enough question that Evan Diaz can answer it on the reading dude podcast. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm glad we like. That's the
0: question. That yes. is like the thing we wrestle with here. Is um, and yeah, you lined up perfectly. Like yeah, we want to believe that Paul is doing this with the right purpose. Right. We really uh, do. We want that. We kn- we know that a that Atreides sincerity for the best in humanity will will cause us to keep going forward, and we cling hope to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it also all depends on the bad thing. It does. You know? It totally does. Because if you're doing a bad thing to awful, horrible, murderous, conniving people, that's like not directly killing them or something. It's like, how bad is it? You know?
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. You with if, if you destroy the spice, um, the guild navigators would be out of a job. Uh, all of the yeah. What happens if the spice gets destroyed? Yes, Arrakis would be easily a greener place for sure yeah. with the sandworms being gone. Um, everyone would be trapped on Arrakis. Uh, the guild would be no. They would have no. They had. They'd have just their reserves left right. until it just the interplanetary economic system would completely collapse. Right. Power, there's no other fuel. None. This is. This is it. And the Bene Gesserit use this for all of their religious stuff. And this, the, the emperor has the most spice. So he's the most powerful. Like you would just get everything would just become destroyed. Right. It would be a wrecking either way. He's just saying, I have, I have the bomb and I'll, I'll blow it. I'll do it. I'm not chicken. Let's you want to go. Let's go. I'm the Duke of (laughs) Iraqis. I'm (laughs) Muad'Dib. I'll do the thing. Gosh. So, Jessica asks, "What's stopping the guild from coming down and like doing something?" Right? They've mm-hmm. been buying like crazy. Why are th- that's the only thing they're doing? And Paul says that uh, the guild saw this. They saw many possible futures and are currently freaking out because they can't find Paul with inside time. They're looking for him, but he's never there. And they know that Paul can actually destroy this spice, which means they're really freaking out. <laughs> and this is – so Cheney's hearing all of this. She's hearing all of it, but is still shocked that what they're about to destroy their whole way of life with the worm and the spice. Cool. Okay, that's just mind-blowing blasphemy right there. Then she finds her voice and says, what do you mean you see the now? Can we go back to that real fast? I missed that. You what do you mean you see now?
1: <laughs> it should be like a capital N now.
0: Yes, you are seeing something else. Paul then just lays back down, closing his eyes, going inward, searching the spread out present, its limits extending into the future and into the past, holding on to the awareness with difficulty. He's trying to he, it was all clear and it's starting to fade as the spice illumination began to fade, right? He's like, okay, I got a limited amount of time. I still have the spice in my veins. Let's do something. <sighs> Paul only said, go do as I command. The future is becoming as muddled for the gill as it is for me. The lines of vision are narrowing. Everything's focused here on where the spice is, where they're darn not interfered before because to interfere was to lose what they must have. But now they're desperate, and all paths lead to darkness. And that ends the chapter, ladies and gentlemen. I thought this was going to be a quick chapter, too. I was just blazing through at the beginning. I was like, man. But here we are, 51 minutes later, and... Yeah, what
1: do you mean? There's so much to talk about, just in this one chapter we just went off for like 10 minutes about like a phrase that Paul said (laughs) you know okay I got a question Evan yes what do you you think about the giving and the taking Uh, I was slightly confused by it I mean it's I don't know I don't I can't with I can't say that I with any certainty that I fully understood what he was talking about, Um and also it felt a little antiquated. Does that make like, sense? I like get felt like it's it, it, like it, not, it, like not stranger thinking, but older thinking. Yeah, but like in our world, it it in sounds like. More An old more. guy in the 60s or 70s or whatever wrote that down with his understanding of gender norms and the way the way a man is and the way a woman is, you know? It's kind of like. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely give that like the
0: woman is the giver and the man just takes um, all the time. And the only way that they can be together is like. If the taker can't give and the giver can't take and all this stuff, but then just or Paul
1: is the guy that can do both. Right. And like it makes sense in the story, um, and with like their culture, like the way that Could their, you had- they understand the world and, and, and things. But when I read it, I was kinda like, eh, I don't know. I don't know, Frank. <laughs> okay, boomer, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> Right, 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 right,
0: right. There's this idea, like, yeah, the, the the primal forces of masculinity and femininity, right. femininity. When they put them together, of the man that takes things and goes and conquers, and the woman that just gives l- life and makes babies. Like right. you do feel that, um, even in like the Bene Jesuit breeding program, and you do feel that in like the emperor patriarchal society, but you have this matriarchal society. And the I guess the cool part is that like he's denoted that men like nepresseus go to the future and women go to the past to like pull things
1: now on how they work through stuff maybe that's what Frank is saying in the that's really that's big better. picture that's nicer I think I, I still don't think either of those uh, natures are like specifically masculine or feminine I mean right. maybe generally but I don't know. I'm also not a philosopher, so I can't, I can't, you know, I don't have the, the, the study to back up what I am saying. The The cool part
0: is that now Paul could see both the past into the present and the future. He sees it all at once. That's the cool part. I, but when I read that, I have to like, wait, the giver and you have like highlight giver, taker, man, woman. What's he trying to say here? How does this all
1: work? like, uh, Okay. Yeah, cool. you gotta make a diagram to follow what he's talking about. <laughs> yes. Okay. What's what's happening
0: where, um, yeah, somebody in the comments talks about Jungian concepts of balance and energy and the masculine and the feminine and how, and again, the, when, when did Jung, when was he?
1: He was, I don't make me Google him right now. Dude, I before, can't. It was I can't before Brank, I'll tell you that. I can't add anything to the conversation about young. You're doing. I refuse. I refuse. I I have. I don't. I don't know. I don't know enough. I'm not smart enough to say something correct about all of that. So I'm just going to not say anything. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay.
0: Yes. So far, Evan, has this been your favorite chapter?
1: Um, I feel like this is like we got the most spice yeah, ever. Yeah. At least, at least a close second, but I can't think of what would be better than this chapter. So um, I, ha- I haven't processed what just happened, even though I, we just read it through it. I just read through it twice. You know? <laughs> yeah. There's so much and it's, it is a terror. There's a terrifyingness
0: to this whole chapter with the Cheney Jessica thing in the beginning and this awkward awkward tension and then you have the end where paul is just yeah just death yeah that whole thing coming together and there's that like plus all of the quips back and forth like everyone was just throwing it at each other
1: right yeah it might be it might be my favorite chapter that was wow. a really good one. Oh my god all right well yeah and as an ending frank likes to leave us with a cliffhanger
0: and this one goes, right? Go like the plan is set. Go for it. The future is currently becoming muddy. Well, I need to make a decision before things get, I don't see anymore. Right. But all I know is that everything leads to darkness. Like Paul is like, he's trying to look for the light. Right. He's like, give me the one path. I will take the one path. Give me, okay. We're just going to
1: do this. Right. We're going to make decisions and hope for the best. Right. And I, I just got to point out that All Paths Lead to Darkness is about the most metal thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> All Paths Lead to Darkness. <laughs> On that note, my friends, please stay spicy. Is there anything else, Evan, you going to need to say about this chapter? I don't want to... No, nope, there's nothing else that I can say. Oh, well, thank you for
0: processing with us as we learn the tragedy of Dune and the bizarre ness of everything. Follow us on Twitter, reading Dune, and uh, email readingdune@gmail.com and subscribe on YouTube if you're there. Thank you very much, and we're gonna bye bye peace.